إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم عمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم وما يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الحديث هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم والشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار Indeed the best speech is the speech of Allah Azza wa Jal and the best guidance is the guidance of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the most evil of matters are the newly invented matters in the religion and every newly invented matter in the religion is an innovation it is not from al-Islam and every innovation is a misguidance and every misguidance leads to the hellfire Believers in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fear Allah azza wa jal as he should be feared fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and ponder over the Quran and take benefits and lessons from the book of Allah azza wa jal Indeed, brothers and sisters, from the pillars of our Iman is to believe in the prophets and the messengers. It is a pillar that we believe in every single prophet that Allah Azza wa Jal has sent to mankind. Those whom we know by name who have been mentioned in the Quran and we also generally believe in those whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not mentioned them specifically in his book. And from those messengers whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent to mankind as a mercy from him was Isa ibn Maryam. Isa as known in English as Jesus, as they refer to him as. Indeed, Isa ibn Maryam, Isa, the son of Maryam, was a noble prophet and messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he was sent to Bani Israel. He was sent to the children of Israel. And Bani Israel, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had sent many messengers to them. 
And from a well-known one of them is Musa alayhi salam. But Isa was sent to them as well to reaffirm what Musa has, has preached to them, has taught them. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, وَرَسُولًا إِلَى بَنِي إِسْرَائِيلٍ As a messenger to Banu Israel. But he, Isa ibn Maryam, he had a miracle birth, meaning that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created him from a mother and he did not have a father. Maryam was a woman who was righteous and pious and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose her to be the mother of his messenger Isa. When the angel came to her in the form of a man to inform her of the glad tidings that she will have a son, she was astonished and she was surprised and she said, Anna yakunu li walad bashar. How can I have a child when no man has ever touched me? And the angel replied and said, So it be, as Allah has decreed, as Allah has said, He creates what and whom He wills. When he wants something to be or to come into existence, he just says for it to be and it is. So here the angel was informing Maryam السلام, of the great ability and power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and how he Allah جل, chooses to create some of his creations. That he, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when he wants something to come into existence, he just says for it to be. And it is. And it is. And it is brought into existence. And he, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, mentions in the Quran, and regarding the creation of Isa and the creation of Adam, that their creation are similar and the same. Where he Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Inna mathala Isa indallahi kamathali Adam khalaqahu min turabin thumma qala lahu kun fayakun. The similitude of the likeness of Isa before Allah is like the likeness of Adam. Allah created him from turab, from dust. Then he said to him, be, and he was. So he, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is teaching us how he creates or how he chooses to create his creation. That he created Adam without a mother, without a father. And he chose to create Isa ibn Maryam from a mother but without a father 
a lot of the Christians, they believe and they say that Isa, Jesus, is the son of Allah, that Allah is his father, that God is his father. This is something they claim because Isa had a mother, but no father. So therefore they attribute Allah as being his father. That is incorrect because Adam did not have a father nor a mother. Do they say that Adam is the son of Allah as well? No, they do not. So therefore, similarly, as Allah mentions regarding the creation of Isa, he as well is not, he is not a child of Allah or the son of Allah, nor is Allah his father. But Allah is his creator, as he is the creator of all of the creation. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, وَمَا يَنْبَغِي لِلْرَحْمَانِ أَنْ يَتَّخِذَ وَلَدًا It is not befitting for Ar-Rahman, the most merciful, to take a son or a child. Here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is freeing himself of any need of having of having any need of a child he does ha he has no need of having any daughters or sons or partners or associates he is al-ghani he is independent and he's free of all needs allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so therefore, brothers and sisters, as the Qur'an teaches us, Isa was a prophet and a messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a human being like other human beings created by Allah. But of course, Allah raised him and gave him his risalah and gave him a nabuwa. He made him a prophet and a messenger. Furthermore, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when, when he sends a messenger to a nation, he also sends with that messenger miracles. Miracles whereby people will see those miracles and believe that indeed that man is a messenger from Allah. As it was for Musa, he was sent to Fir'aun and to Banu Israel. And in the time of Fir'aun, magic was widespread. It was something that was common in Egypt. So from the miracles that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala placed on the hands of his prophet Musa, was that he turned his stick, his staff into a snake and other things similar to that so that the people may see that indeed what he came with is not magic because they knew the limits of their magic that's why when Fir'aun he gathered the most learned of the magicians in Egypt they gathered before him to have a contest with Musa 
they cast their magic. And then Musa, his, his stick turned into a snake and it swallowed everything that these magicians had casted. Upon this, those learned magicians from the most learned magicians in Egypt in that time, they prostrated and they fell on their face. And they said, I believe or we believe in the Lord of Musa and Harun. We have believed in the Lord and of Musa and Harun. So they knew the limits of the magic and they saw that that which Musa had, came, had come with was way beyond that and could only come from the creator of the heavens and the earth. And in the time of Isa alayhi salam, likewise the people, they were involved in medicine. What was common amongst them, and it was treatments and medicine. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said miracles with Isa, that which the people would know and be accustomed to. And from those miracles, as mentioned in the Quran, that Isa said that he would shape a mold of clay into a bird. And I would blow in it, and I blow in it, and it will become a bird by the will of Allah. And he said, I'll cure the leper and the blind and I will bring the dead to life by the will of Allah. So these were some of his miracles to show the people that these miracles are indeed from Allah and that it was not within human ability, within their medicine of their times. And in this verse, he Isa mentioned to them, by the will of Allah, indicating that these miracles was not from him, Isa. He has no power or ability to cause any of this to happen. But it happened by the will of Allah, bi'ithnillah. Indicating, brothers and sisters, again, he is not the son of God, nor a partner of Allah Azza wa Jal, nor is he God, as some of the Christians claim. Because then he would have done it by his own ability, if that was the case. But it is not the case. And this is evidence against the Christians, and he regarding this, regarding this affair. So therefore, if a prophet and a messenger has miracles, special miracles, that do not indicate that he is divine or the son of Allah or a partner to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Furthermore, what has been mentioned to us in the Quran and regarding the crucifixion, as the Christians believe that Isa was crucified, then he resurrected after three days.
But the Quran, and he mentioned something regarding that and clarifies the doubts surrounding it. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that they said, and the Jews, they said that we have killed Isa, the son of Maryam. That's what they said. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَا قَتَلُوهُ وَمَا صَلَبُوهُ وَمَا قَتَلُوهُ وَلَكِنْ شُبِّهَ لَهُمْ They did not crucify him, nor did they kill him. But, but instead, it was made to them as if it had occurred. So therefore, they did not crucify nor kill Isa ibn Maryam. But instead, Allah raised him up to him. And he will come towards the end of time. He, brothers and sisters, are certain points regarding our belief and regarding Isa the Maryam. Isa. Jesus, the son of Maryam, the prophet of Allah, the messenger of Allah to Banu Israel. وأقول قولي هذا وأستغفر لي ولكم من كل ذنب واستغفروا إنه هو الغفور الرحيم. الحمد لله رب العالمين. والصلاة والسلام على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه يجمعين أما بعد. There is a celebration that is attributed to Isa عليه السلام, and that is a celebration which the Christians celebrate. A celebration which will be celebrated will be celebrated in a few days. And that is Christmas. Some Christians believe that they should celebrate the birth of Isa alayhi salam. Whilst, brothers and sisters, it's important to know there are other Christians that do not celebrate Christmas. Other Christians, there are other Christians who do not believe in celebrating Christmas or any of its practices or present-day practices. From their sources, and from the Christian sources themselves and their scholars, there is no evidence to indicate that Isa was born on the 25th of December. Nor in the Bible, it is not found in the Bible, and nor anywhere else. They do not know when he was born. But why was it placed on the 25th of December? If you looked in history, again according to the Christian sources, when Christianity was spreading throughout Europe. Now before Christianity, Europe, there were pagans. They were pagans, they worshipped different gods and different deities. When Christianity was being spread, they came to certain issues and he whereby the 
pagans of Europe had celebrations where they celebrated their gods. Some of these celebrations fell in the winter, what they call the winter festivals. And there was a celebration that fell on the 25th of December. And of the celebration that was before that and celebrations after that. Some of the Christians decided that since the pagans were celebrating their gods on these dates, so therefore, as a way to pull them into Christianity, that they should place the celebration of the birth of Isa as they claim on those dates, so that the pagans will celebrate with them and slowly come and accept Christianity. And there were other celebrations as well, like the celebration of Saturnalia, a Roman pagan festival in which presents was given to children and also from other Christian sources. They claim as well that there was this Saint Nicholas who they turned into Santa Claus, <coughs> that he was somebody who was righteous and he used to give children presents. All of this, brothers and sisters, is putting together the reality of what is practiced now. And there was another Dutch deity who flew on horses that was integrated into this practice. And of course, the horses changed to deers. And slowly, slowly, what we have now as what they claim Santa Claus riding a sledge with the deers was all put together taking from those pagan beliefs and those pagan practices of the europeans furthermore the christmas tree what was that come from the pagan of europe they used to worship the oak tree they used to sacrifice and slaughter for the oak tree so therefore, the Christians, when they came, they replaced it with the fir tree, which was triangle in shape. And they said to the pagans that this triangle, the shape of the tree, represents the Trinity. And the Trinity that they believe in, where they say that God is the Son, God is the Father, and God is the Holy Spirit, the Trinity, and in meaning three. So therefore, all of these brothers and sisters, the Christmas tree is a pagan practice, comes from pagans. And with all of the other things that we have mentioned and many things that are associated with the celebration and the practice of Christmas nowadays. So therefore, what is the position of a Muslim regarding this celebration after knowing all of these sources, where these celebrations come from, where those beliefs come from. And indeed, brothers and sisters, we will come to the conclusion that it is impermissible to practice or to participate in anything that is involved with the celebration of Christmas. It is not from our religion. It was not recommended by our Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. 
Our Prophet never recommended his own birthday to be celebrated. Nor did he celebrate any of the birthdays of the previous prophets, the great prophets like Musa, Ibrahim, alayhim salam. And in our religion, the foundation is Tawheed. Worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone and refrain from anything that has a shirk origin, a pagan origin. And from our, the principles of our religion alone, that we stick to the two Eids, the two celebrations that we have been given by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Therefore, brothers and sisters, it is not permissible for a Muslim who believe in Allah, who believes in Allah and the last day, who worships Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone to place a Christmas tree in his house, a Christmas tree which is from the pagan beliefs, trees that were worshipped by the pagans of Europe. You place that in your house. How can you place, brothers and sisters, such a thing in your house? What example are you giving to your children? Are you teaching them Al-Islam? Worship Allah alone. Are you teaching them to stick to the sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? Or are you just saying to yourself, it's just to entertain the kids, it's just for the kids. Let's decorate the whole house. Let's put a Christmas tree. Let's do Christmas cards, something else as well, which is not permissible for a Muslim to engage in. All of these things, brothers and sisters, are serious affairs, are serious implications regarding our beliefs and our practice and our religion. And a Muslim must strive to please Allah and to stay within the limits of Al-Islam. Al-Islam is the last revelation which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent to the whole of mankind. It is not permissible, brothers and sisters, to engage in any of those practices. What we have is sufficient. And you should be a Muslim who firmly believes in this statement that Imam al-Shafi'i mentioned. رَضِيتُ بِاللَّهِ رَبَّا وَبِمُحَمَّدٍ رَسُولًا I am pleased with Allah as my Lord. And in Muhammad, and I'm pleased with Muhammad as my messenger. And also furthermore to that, and I'm pleased with Islam as my religion. Our religion is complete, brothers and sisters. There's nothing that needs to be added to it or taken away from it. Let's make our Eid fun for our children. It's staying within the limits. But let us not indulge in practices and celebrations which are not from our religion and which many Christians oppose themselves. I remember again what I've said. A lot of Christians, they do not believe in practicing Christmas, the celebration of Christmas, because it has no basis in their religion, in their books. And of course, furthermore, they do not practice it because all of those introduced pagan rituals and practices that has been added I need to it now so we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for beneficial knowledge and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us from our own ignorance 
And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us from our own any desires. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us firm upon his religion. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to enter us into Jannah paradise. Wa sallallahu ala nabina Muhammad aqimu salah.